0: Hello there guys, rational perspective on Liverpool 4, Chelsea 1. Chelsea really hammered and embarrassed at Anfield. The first time there's been a winner in this game since, what was that, 2020 I'm going to guess? Maybe or 2021. There's been a lot of draws with these two teams where they've looked pretty um, even. That that simply wasn't the case tonight. And yes, some of my post-match analysis can look at two Blatant, or at least one very blatant penalty that Chelsea should have been given. The it looked like to me, you know, preference towards one team tonight from the officials. But we can't get away from Chelsea's frailties and Chelsea's inability to compete seriously tonight. um You know, when you are building a team, I may have mentioned this in earlier reviews this season, and I've been disappointed by Chelsea performances, but. If you're building a young squad, if your if your whole idea is we're looking towards the future with young players, I can sort of take that. If I'm watching a team in these bigger games where they fall short because the quality of the opposition is simply better, and a moment of genius, or just you understand that we're coming up against a team who are years ahead of us in so many areas of the club, and you can sort of, yeah, yeah, handle that, right? And in ways earlier in the season, especially at home in some of these bigger games, that, that's what, what I think inspired Chelsea fans a bit. But what I can't take, what I can never take is a lack of um, a lack of awareness, a lack of discipline, a lack of structure, individuals over a collective and just a lack of anything for fans to really cling on to. I mean, until Inkunku came on and gave us like he did at Wolves, funny enough, a moment of brilliance that shows his quality. What was there for Chelsea fans to really look at and feel inspired by this game? You know, you look at the reverse fixture of this game right at the start of the season. You look at some of the fixtures Chelsea have had this season where they've gone up against really good opposition and created chances. There wasn't even that tonight. You know, I would have expected Chelsea to create some good opportunities, uh, but the complete lack of that, and, and really that only showed up once the game was effectively dead is 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 an alarming thing for a Mauricio Pochettino and I still very much believe that you change the head coach maybe you get a boost in certain areas but I don't think you get an overall you know you don't get a tuckle, you don't get even a Gus Hiddink in 09 you you I, I've brought up these things before but that doesn't excuse some of the things that I've seen from this team again tonight that don't fill me with great confidence compared to what I was saying post Villa Well, yeah, against a decent side, I thought there were things that showed me a level of progression tactically that seemed to be a complete regression tonight. And, you know, if we're talking about injuries, if we're talking about player selections, you know, Chelsea have suffered an injury crisis, but just, and maybe, of course, this speaks to squad depth, but, you know, Jurgen Klopp didn't start either of his first choice fullbacks tonight. At least... Um, Pochettino had one of his first choice fullbacks on. And, uh, you know, it's it, the performances of all of those players. You know, it was Chilwell had one of his worst displays in a Chelsea shirt tonight. And again, it, we can talk about those things. We can talk about the lack of time these players have been together. You know, Liverpool do also have new players as well. So I'm I'm trying not to go overboard here because going to Liverpool and losing is not some kind of abnormal thing for Chelsea or just a complete disgrace. Like, it, it, you can't, you know, at the start of the season or even before this week, I think some of us would have expected Chelsea to to maybe lose this game or at least... But it's the manner, I think, that really hurts at times. The the starting eleven, I think the biggest criticism of it and, and as became apparent very early on in the game from a tactical point of view, was the lack of a focal point. I mean, I, I believe Armando Brewer was on the bench and um, the fact that he didn't even get on, I think, says a lot um as the game was turning and I think it we'll have to see how his how his future goes over the next 24 hours with deadline day approaching and and whether he does make a move I don't think that's a smart play by Chelsea I don't think it was tonight because you know Man United for instance went to Anfield earlier in the season and got a, a very dour nil nil draw but they got their point they set up very pragmatically it's not a a type of approach that I'm very enthusiastic about, but it was effective. The problem was Chelsea looked like they were caught between two ideas tonight in a sense that they maybe wanted to sit in that, that deep block at times and understood they were going to have to deal with a bit of pressure from Liverpool, which you, you have to when you go to Anfield, especially given the, the quality of their team and maybe infused, of course, by the clock news over the weekend. But there was also a sense that Chelsea structurally just looked so terrible. We, we were not covering space very well the gaps between midfield and defense were being exposed very early on the number of times darwin nunes got in behind our defense tonight was shocking um, and i don't care how good the players are on the opposing team i'm alex rodriguez and i'm jason kelly from bloomberg this is the deal each week you're here us in conversation with business icons this show will explore deal making across sports media and entertainment If you're set up well, the number of times Liverpool were able to transition and and find space, again, if you're sitting deep, if you're unable to get the ball out of your own half, I at least expect us to cover space well and track back and, and stop those gaps from appearing. Uh, but the number of times Petrovic had to bail Chelsea out simply showed that the structure didn't look that good. And because there was no focal point, because there was no idea of moving forward, uh, there were rare moments when Chelsea were able to get the ball forward and transition a little bit. I mean, you look at the lack of influence Cole Palmer had on Chelsea's play tonight. I think that tells you a lot about how bad it was for Chelsea because he is someone that is usually involved in Chelsea's best moments. And uh, it showed really because we didn't have that focal point or even someone to make a decoy run or, you know, someone to really attract attention elsewhere um, that maybe Nicholas Jackson would have or even Breuer. I think that really worked against Pochettino. At least that's, that's what it looked like to me. And, you know, the first goal itself, running through the centre, always bad to me. Again, gaps appearing, Chelsea being done. On transition, giving the ball away in cheap ways as well, and the ease to that goal was really hard to take. It was a really big moment in the game. If Chelsea had been able to withhold some pressure, maybe even get to halftime nil-nil, it maybe turns into a different game. But once you go one-nil down, especially against this Liverpool team at Anfield uh, with the crowd up up against you, it's it, you know it's a hostile environment, and it's one thing that I just don't trust with this group of players that they're going to handle those situations very well. I'll get to the away record because that that is a real concern since. Um, winter basically started but then the second goal itself I think was more of a structural thing yes we can look at VAR and, and Ben Sherwell clearly being fouled in, in the build-up to that goal but again it, it begs a real question of, of that left-hand side especially tracking back and how much space was there for Bradley who had a really good game an academy graduate getting his opportunity for Klopp um, and he finished well but from a structural point of view how much space was being able to to be exploited by Liverpool was not something that to me looked like Liverpool providing moments of genius it looked like a structural thing for me for Chelsea and making the game far too easy for Liverpool to cut through and get those opportunities at Petrovic um which which in again is 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 a real concern and, and and you know that discipline problem is 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 something that we have spoken about so many times this season again at half time Chelsea had both of their central midfielders on yellow cards uh, Ben Chiewo was was also given a yellow card for diving As captain, I mean, it's abysmal from Ben Sherwell. He's probably my favourite player in the current squad. I love the guy, but he was absolutely abysmal tonight. Um, From a defensive point of view, I don't think he impacted the game to the levels I expect Ben Sherwell to. and then also from an offensive point of view, that, that's a moment that to me just, it, it again, represents a selfishness within the group that I think has to be pinned back to maybe the coach and, and the, the messaging that's going on because Chelsea simply could not have a situation where so many players are losing their heads in that type of hostile situation. And, you know, if you look at the record from, of us away from home, since the November international break, we've lost 4-1 away at Newcastle. We've lost away to Man United. We've lost away to Everton. We've lost away to Wolves. The only time we haven't lost is away to Luton. And we nearly threw that away in the last 10 minutes. Chelsea, you know, I said earlier in the season in regards to Stanford Bridge, you cannot become a good team if you're awful at home. But you can also not be a good team if you're awful away. It looks like we've just basically flipped our, our form around. We're better at home now, but we're atrocious away from it. And sure, Anfield is... A really difficult ground. A lot of teams go there and lose. A lot of teams that are better than Chelsea will go there and lose. Um, but it is a trend we're seeing, especially in the type of performances we're now seeing away from home. That that is a concern, and and this team unable to deal with waves of pressure. And and it's something that you just can't you just can't get around. It's it's like fundamental issues, and, and a way to and an idea for the players on the pitch. This goes back to Pochettino and coaching of getting round. That pressure of being at what's the outlook? What's the, the way we're gonna get round a press? Because you know when you go to Liverpool, it it's not rocket science. We all know how Liverpool are gonna deal against you. The 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 what I want from Chelsea is an ability to get round that. Maybe you can look even towards the goalkeeper and say, okay, Robert Sanchez maybe is better from distributing than Petrovic is. Uh, maybe we're not playing Enzo Fernandez in the right way. Maybe we're still playing players out of position, maybe an Inkunku who plays more regularly makes a difference. Um Charlie Chukomeka coming on and playing more regularly makes a difference there. Uh, but I still think these are fair criticisms. Now, Nkunku comes on, Gusto comes on, Mudrik comes on. Let's just talk about Nkunku. I mean, that finish, I mean, why is his two goals come in such sad situations for Chelsea against Wolves and, and tonight? I mean, that, that individual moment of brilliance inside the box. He had several defenders around him and just the way he took the ball, he turned in a tight area and then, absolutely you know just not levered the ball precisely finished into the bottom corner against one of the best goalkeepers in the world I mean it was a a type of finish and clinical edge that we just you just see a level within Kunku has gone up when we have him in the team so let's pray he stays fit because with that level of ability inside the box Chelsea can be a different team if if everything else is working together. I mean the problem is the two goals he scored have coming games where everything else has been broken. So if we can merge the two, that'd be that'd be quite good. If we can start creating good opportunities for him, you think that maybe things would be different. But you know Soboslai, his goal as well, another moment of Chelsea being exploited down the left, a ball into the box, centre-backs not dealing with it from an aerial point of view. That's another thing that has been a consistent problem. You saw the centre-backs arguing with each other of who's supposed to take responsibility for that, really not a good sign and who is who is taking responsibility in this team is, is a consistent question. And even after that goal, again, you were reminded and between the, uh, the third and fourth Liverpool goal and the Nkunku consolation, we had another var call for a penalty that should have been a penalty. But the fourth goal for Diaz is, again, Badia simply, you know, he he looks a different player this season. And it's such a shame because he looked like such a shrewd piece of business. And uh, the way he was beaten for that chance, I mean, there were just times tonight where it looked like Liverpool wanted it more. And, And at times, football is that. You know, as much as we can talk about tactics, we can talk about quality of players. The the amount of 50-50 duels that Chelsea lost tonight was really hard to take. And those are things that supporters, I think, are right to pinpoint. Because you can talk about, as I say, as I said at the start of this analysis, we can talk about... Uh, levels of teams and progression of teams and where teams are at a certain point but there is a that that sort of very intangible willingness and desire and unity and collective spirit that Chelsea need to have in these moments that I just don't think was there it felt like Chelsea just accepted their fate and were very you know just there was no resistance to it unfortunately and and that goal for me really summed up the game and you know if chelsea could have you know chelsea looked like maybe they could have even scored another one and it could have turned into a really crazy couple of last minutes but that goal just summed up where this performance was and and why chelsea were well beaten yes var and yes portini were dreadful Uh, The the Conor Gallagher one, I've watched it back several times. I can understand why Chelsea fans are aggrieved. At the time, I was more frustrated that Conor Gallagher did not take a shot. It looks soft to me, but I can understand why some fans are frustrated. There are no arguments about the second one. And even Liverpool fans are turning around tonight. I saw them and saying, listen we're getting a lot of favours. I mean, the, the penalty before half-time that could have made it 3-0, I mean, luckily we've got, you know, Darwin Nunez was bailing Chelsea out and was trying to take out some grifters in the away and I was very happy about. But other than that, I mean, listen, it, it was an atrocious performance from Tierney and I could speak for hours about the incompetence of the PGMOL or the potential corruption of the PGMOL, you know, because it's very hard to look at performances like tonight and, and feel that anyone's going to get any luck at Anfield moving forward. But for me... I. That's not in our control. That's not in Pochettino's control. That's not in the players' control. Unfortunately, unless the club put, puts pressure like Liverpool have. Maybe you take a, a leaf out of Liverpool's book of, you know, uh, with replay gate earlier in the season, and you really put pressure to stop officials officiating our games. That's a that's a separate conversation, and we have a right to feel aggrieved tonight. But the level of performance at its core, at the base level, simply wasn't good enough for me to just make it all about officials. I think if Chelsea had a better structure. If we had ridden the wave, if individuals looked more like a collective, if we had an attacking idea and a focal point of how we were going to create chances in the first half to stop that pressure, then I would be sat here more aggrieved and I'd be looking more towards officiating. The fact that there were so many individual errors and so many things that we have seen away from home um, over this past period that, you know, a, a drop of heads, a lack of structure, a feeling that Chelsea, when things go wrong, the heads drop and we easily are beaten those are things that I can't pin on an official unfortunately as much as I want to as much as you know I I, I absolutely think officiating is a real problem in this country I I think I'd just be a little bit too that'd just be a bit too better for me and uh, I'm more looking at how Chelsea can stop these collapses away from home You know, I do have faith that Chelsea on Sunday against Wolves could put in a better performance. We have been better at Stamford Bridge, but there is a harsh and brutal reality that Chelsea are going to have to face this team again at Wembley in a final where a lot of Chelsea fans will be going. A lot more Chelsea fans will be in attendance. And we have lost a lot of cup finals, especially recently to Liverpool. And how between now and that game, how is Pochettino going to ensure that the team is ready for that occasion? Because tonight was a big game. It's not that, you know, you rock up to Anfield and you just go, well, It's you know, we're going to lose. You, Chelsea fans rocked up to that game. It still is a big occasion. And the fact that they didn't turn up or at least didn't show that that willingness and collective spirit to, to get through difficult moments does raise alarm bells for a cup final um, that, that's coming up very soon. So those are my thoughts. Let me know yours in the comments below and I'll see you again very soon. All the best. Thank you so much for taking the time to watch this show. If you're a Chelsea fan and you want more carefree content, please do hit that subscribe button. Really helps the channel out as well as the like button and sharing it around with friends so more people can get involved in the community. And you can follow Son of Chelsea across socials at Son of Chelsea on TikTok, on Instagram and on X. Thank you.